0: Welcome into the Snapped Podcast. My name is Tyler Kluber, and I'm a former Division I athlete turned entrepreneur. I run my own fitness and nutrition coaching business, as well as a sports media brand that produces podcasts, sells merchandise, and creates exclusive paid content. The fun part is I don't really know what I'm doing as a business owner. I'm just figuring it out day by day. This show, Snapped, acts as an audio journal for my thoughts and ideas on fitness, health, business, mindset, and whatever else I find important on the pursuit to personal happiness and a balanced life. I hope you can take something from the show that makes your life a little bit better. And regardless, I'm just happy you're here. Let's have a day. Let's go. Welcome to the Snap Podcast. We are back for another week. It only took me 25 minutes to get the baby down today, and... That's even weird saying baby. She feels a lot bigger than a baby. Kid is a tank. She's an absolute beast. I love her. Um, So hopefully she does not wake up in the middle of this. She fought pretty hard. And then for those with kids know that once they fight and they do eventually go down, they knock out pretty hard. So I think we've got enough time to get this episode in. want to give a quick shout out to everybody who's been watching slash listening on the Spotify. You guys are legends. I'm going to do a quick update on how many people are listening on the Spotify. You guys, despite the annoyance, the nuisance of me begging, pleading, on my knees, just whatever I could do to get you guys to listen on the Spotify app instead of the Apple app or wherever else you were listening to, it worked. Currently, it says we have 145 out of 100 Spotify listeners that are needed, necessary, to qualify for those ambassador ads, and as a as a quick, um, because I like transparency and I think this is this kind of stuff is interesting. As a quick idea of how much money that's actually making me to be eligible for the uh, for the ads, um, so I was eligible this month for the first time since they changed their system. It is currently the ninth, uh, Wednesday the ninth. And I started making money on the first of this month on this Snap podcast, and so far we've made twenty six dollars and sixty eight cents. So, if I make twenty five bucks every ten days, I might make seventy five bucks a month on this. Comes out to nine hundred bucks a year. You know, we 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 grow a little bit, and I can make a thousand dollars worth of of advertising money on the Snap podcast a year. So that's really really appreciated. I I thank you guys a lot for that. Um, So thanks for for being on on Spotify. Also, real quick, before we get into the topic of today's show, the meat and potatoes, I want to point you guys in the direction of uh, the shameless plug that I'll probably include on every podcast from here until the end of time, the TKG training program. That is my personal daily program that I write. I put out, you get a warm-up, you get a singularly focused skill or um, aerobic power session or strength piece, most of the time it's strength related, like you're singularly focused on improving your deadlift or your dumbbell bench press that day or your dumbbell snatch, then you'll roll into a, a Metcon, a metabolic conditioning piece, which is for all intents and purposes, basically your you know, your circuit or your hit for the day. And then you'll finish with a cool down and you're going to get those four pieces every single day for the rest of eternity uh, or until I die. Uh, That's the plan with this program, at least. So TKG training program, find it on tylerkluver.com or any of my socials at Tyler You can see that down on the bottom of the screen. If you're watching on the YouTube, thanks for whoever subscribe subscribes to the YouTube as well. Okay. That's the housekeeping stuff. We're going to get into it. Uh, Last week, Podcast was, I am going to the CrossFit Games. A week later, I went to the CrossFit Games. Um, Last Wednesday, I was recording just hours out from uh, heading north to grab the brothers, the broskies, everybody hop in the car and drive northeast to Madison, Wisconsin for the CrossFit Games. the last year that the games will be in Madison, Wisconsin. Very interested and intrigued to see where those will be moving. Uh, Dave Castro, the director of the games, alluded to it still being in the U.S. Uh, It's not going to go overseas yet. So I guess what felt like maybe my last real opportunity to really make the games uh, isn't probably that dramatic. I think that realistically, if it's in the continental U.S., it's pretty easy for me to, to fly my way out there, go to the games. Um, but I chances that it will be in a drivable spot, like something less than five hours like Madison has been the last six years of the games, uh, is probably going away. It's probably going to go shift to a coast somewhere uh, east, probably go to the east coast or south or somewhere else. Other than here, there's your one yawn for the podcast. So we went to the CrossFit Games. Incredible four days, really three and a half days. We were there for all of Friday, Saturday, and basically most of Sunday. Uh, but we got there Thursday, middle of the day. Uh, made it for the the third event of that day, which was the third event overall. So we actually got to see 10 events out of the 12 individual. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to do a top 10. I'm going to do a top 10 of the weekend, not just the CrossFit games, but I'm going to do a top 10 uh, top 10 of my, of our trip to Madison and the, and the CrossFit games. Um, but before I get into that, I think as a whole, it was a really cool experience. It was awesome that I got to, to go with my two brothers and and experience that I, I at least saw, had some companionship while I was there. Cause otherwise I was most likely just going to go alone to this thing, which would have been just fine. I would have roamed around that place alone for three and a half four days and i would have survived and been happy as a clam but to be able to talk with some people and engage um and have someone go on the trip with you it's always fun to travel with others um it was eye-opening in a way that uh from the athletic competitive perspective it was even exhausting by the end i mean it is hard to find a crossfit stan language that the kids would use i stan crossfit uh, a crossfit fanatic someone who's as bought into all of the the podcasts and any youtube vloggers and the the sport and the methodology. like it's harder to find someone that's more bought into me um like i am that guy who is like when they when they make fun of people who love crossfit i'm that guy and even by the end of Sunday. And it may have been a little bit of a uh, uh, fatigue of Zach and Austin, my brothers as well. And I was like, I right, I want to get out of here because they were dragging, but I was ready to be done and come home. Um, it's a long four days, man. Um, and part of that uh, part of the reason why it was so long, we'll make the top 10. So we should probably just get into the top 10. And the baby's going to try and wake up now. Um, so let's see if we can get this in before she requires her father. Uh, number 10. Obviously, tons of sponsors at the event. Tons of food tents. There's a there's a vendor village, entire vendor village. There's sponsors. There's um, a, a ton of... Uh, they're not food trucks. They basically are food trucks, and they all have their own tent that they're serving food out of. So it's it's like a big festival. Um, one of the sponsors of the event was Jocko Fuel. Jocko Willink, obviously, very popular in the fitness sort of uh, military betterment, self motivation community. I don't know what you would call it. Uh, and he started a bunch of companies after he got out of the military. One of them is Jocko Fuel. They do protein shakes. They do energy drinks for a guy who and these are gonna kind of start as like superficial like cool little highlights and then kind of work to bigger things um kind of so the first one is just like free protein shakes and energy drinks all weekend long huge highlight right for a guy like me who is very concerned about nutrition I like to stay dialed on a on a vacation it helps me feel good. I like to continue to work out, be healthy, um, be mobile and I like to eat and track and all of that while I travel. Um, which there really is no place to be that person than with all these other people that are the same way. Uh at the CrossFit games. The fact that at any time during the competition, you could walk over to the, it was an entire building, the Jocko refuel station. It just had a bunch of tables. Uh, the athletes would walk through there before and after events. And um, it was a place where you could go hang out, get away from the sun, grab a free protein shake or energy drink, as many as you wanted every day, all day. That's huge. We just talked about a couple weeks ago, the best protein snacks on the go. The best uh travel hacks for protein I don't even know what I called that episode when there's free protein shakes, boy, does it make that a lot easier? So I had about if you've ever had one uh it's called Jocko milk it's I think it's supposed to be like a stronger, more buff version of milk. It's basically what it is, just protein milk. I think over the course of f- three and a half days, I had at least ten milks. I mean it was fucking awesome, so highlight number ten free protein shakes and energy drinks. Number nine was simply watching a CrossFit competition. Funny that as I just self describe myself as, uh, as one of the biggest CrossFit fans there could possibly be, I have never been to a CrossFit competition as a spectator ever. I'm talking ever. I found CrossFit in the spring of 2012. So we're now going on uh, eleven. And a half years of me being a fan and knowing what crossfit is i've never been to a competition i've done one cro- crossfit competition a local the lowest of low levels local competition we talked about that a year a little over a year ago that cole fisher and i won but i've never gone and just been a fan so just being able to go watch crossfit as a spectator event that was highlight number nine um it kind of pairs with number eight, but I do think it's separate a little bit. And that is number eight. It was a culmination of over a decade of uh, of of this hobby that I have. It was a peak. It was the top of the top. It was the most immersed you could be in this hobby that anyone can be. The CrossFit Games is it. And I talked about it a little bit last week. When I first found CrossFit over 10 years ago, It was like I had found, um, I I can't, I can't even tell you, like, it's, it's like, uh, it's like when you go to college and you have this whole new identity that you get to, um, create, you know, you're, you're living with new people. You're becoming an adult ish kind of for the first time you're making your own decisions. You're, you're, you're a new person, um, when I found CrossFit, I, it sounds dramatic, but I literally felt that way in 2012. It was a way for me to, and part of it was because one, it, I knew from a young age in high school, freshman, like that, eventually football was going to end, but that I was going to need some competitive athletic pursuit to be to, to, to fill my time to make me feel something after that was over. And it was like it was presented to me before I ever needed it. Number two, it was novel. And I think in a way it's still novel. It's still sort of that niche thing that's like um, you know, that most people, 90% of people think is like, oh, you're the douchey CrossFitter that, you know, like you get hurt and it's all this crazy shit, like CrossFits, you're in a cult. But for those who understand it and get past the child, childish uh, banter around it, it is it really is this thing that is like special. Um, it's unique, it's diverse. And it's, it's always, there's all within the sport of it, within trying to actually get better, it's fun. And there's always something new. And that was really, really cool to me. And um, also potentially at the time provided a, a, a future career. I thought I was going to be a CrossFit coach. I was, I was going to own my own CrossFit gym. So this CrossFit thing became my identity and ten years later, eleven years later, I got to go to the peak of what CrossFit is, um, and it was fucking awesome. So that's highlight number eight. Um, highlight number seven. On the first night, so Thursday night when we got there, uh, we went directly to the stadium, walked in, and saw the third event. Right? We literally drove. We didn't check into the hotel. We didn't. We didn't get stopped for food. We we went straight to the event walked in, watched the first event. That was from 2.30 to 4 o'clock. We left the stadium, and because our weekend was sort of planned out, it had to be because it was sort of an all-day thing every day. Um, A a large part of this trip was disc golfing, which is why my brothers were along, at least Austin for sure, um, and, and Zach. Disc golfing is something that we've gotten into. So we were going directly to the first of three disc golf parks 4 30 we made it to the park we played two hours ish of disc golf 4 30 to 6 30. so been a long day at this point drove five hours in the car went to an event went to disc golf for two hours we get there and we're kind of riding the hype the energy of the day like oh we're here man like it's it's great but we we're finally back at the hotel we had eaten dinner and uh we were just about to kind of settle down for the night and I was just super excited. We were kind of fucking around. I decided, fuck it. I was like, am I going to work out this weekend? Am I not? There's going to be a lot of walking anyway. I was like, I'll do a hundred burpees for time quick. We'll just see what I can go. Right. We had just, I would just eaten a f- massive plate of pasta, pepper, deli, um, bolognese, uh, and a fair amount of my brother's chicken fettuccine as well. So I'm just stuffed, but I needed to work out. I was feeling a little heavy, needed to run off some energy before bed. And so I decided to do 100 burpees for time. And that is my number seven highlight. One, because it was funny and it was stupid and it was like, hey, let's see what you can do. You know, I'm in my, basically in my underwear in the hotel room doing 100 burpees as fast as I can before I go to bed. Uh, my brothers are sitting there <laughs> chanting me on uh, and talking shit. But I also set a PR. I went 4 minutes and 29 seconds on 100 burpees for time which obviously if you do 5 minutes even you're doing 20 burpees a minute one burpee every 3 seconds I was 31 seconds faster than that so I'm doing a burpee in 2.9 seconds for 100 in a row I was super fucking proud of that I was I was pretty hyped so 429 on 100 burpees for time highlight number 7 highlight number 6 was um Obviously, at this event, talked about the sponsors. The two biggest ones are Rogue. Rogue Fitness supplies all the equipment, um, and not just equipment, but even more than that. Uh, They are without Rogue Fitness. The CrossFit Games don't happen. And then the title sponsor, which is the Noble CrossFit Games, and Noble is essentially a brand, sort of I would call like a premium uh, athleisure brand that was birthed from the community of CrossFit, and has grown outside of that since then and they are the title sponsor the noble crossfit games so they have some incredible gear rogue has a bunch of incredible gear um and so highlight number six was being able to grab and not that you couldn't do this online right i could get on right now as we as we speak and grab the same t-shirts that i bought there but being able to you know like when you're in that environment it's very fun to to immerse yourself in the experience you know that you're going for this long weekend to spend a little money, enjoy yourself, indulge in the, in the culture. It's like, Oh, cool. I'm walking through the noble tent. Like it's this massive, they they basically build their own building. Rogue does the same thing and they outfit it with all their gear. So I was not only able to get buy two t-shirts at noble and a hat, but then I got up to the front and was picked to, uh, it was the last day so i was picked to take two items for free so i came away from noble with four three t-shirts a tank top and a hat and then i got two t-shirts from rogue and a bucket hat and a couple patches for my weight vest and it's kind of a thing in crossfit for the for the stands you wear the gear like it's if i see someone in the wild right And I see them wearing a noble or a rogue shirt just in everyday life here around Waukee, Iowa. It's like, Oh shit. It's one of us. Like they're one of us. I found one. It's like, where's Waldo? They're, they're hard to pick out from a crowd of people, but at this place, every single fucking person, I guess I'm tired today. every fucking person is wearing a noble or rogue t-shirt hat shorts, every single person or some of the other brands that are within the crossfit ecosystem and it's like everybody like and so this is gonna this kind of alludes to one of the top highlights of the weekend but it's like everybody is the same we're all the same people um and those people in this community we fucking love gear we just love gear t-shirts shoes tank tops hats belts Fuck it. Everything. So like, it's just, if you can kit yourself out to show that you do CrossFit and you're a part of the rogue noble ecosystem, it is what it is. Noble actually makes some incredible t-shirts. And so to, to grab some new shirts and, and increase the wardrobe look a little bit, it's nice. So that's highlight. Number six, highlight. Number five was the disc golf. We had essentially the Clover invitational disc golf uh, tournament. Uh, Austin, the one who's been playing disc golf for, I think three years now is, He killed us. Um, didn't even play outstanding. I would say he might've played average to above average, uh, across the weekend. And he still beat us by, I don't know, 20 strokes or so over the course of 54 holes. We played three different 18 hole courses. Um, disc golf in itself is this really cool thing that I've kind of added to the repertoire, uh, for those outside the disc golf community, and this was certainly me before that, it's like this nerdy thing like, "Oh, you play frisbee golf like you're like is that cool?" but it actually is cool it's and the reason it's cool is because it's a sport that is designed and played out exactly like the game of real golf, right you have nine or eighteen holes on a course, your objective is to get the object into the hole um you it your objective is to score the lowest amount of points right instead of hitting a ball you're throwing a disc which makes it a lot more accessible to most people right most people like there's a such a low barrier to entry still you you look horrible when you first start but not as bad as the atrocity of trying to teach someone how to swing a club as an adult right um so not only is it a fun sport to kind of like hey let's see how good i can get at this at this sport uh, but also be competitive with my two brothers and have fun. Um, and the game itself is just fun. Uh, and then within that, when you play around your area, you know, you probably play the same courses. There's a course across the street here from our, our neighborhood that I play most, it's 12 holes. But when you get to go to another city that is bigger like Madison, um, it opens you up to like, hey, there's eight or 10 new disc golf courses that you may never even get a chance to play again. So we played 3 18-hole courses that were all incredibly well kept, incredibly beautiful. And um some really cool holes on on each of those. Um by it was a lot of disc golf, right? We played 3 2-hour rounds. So that's a lot of walking. It was I think we were averaging 13 or 15,000 steps a day between that and sitting and walking around the the, the games and uh just an incredible experience overall. Um and I got second. I beat the brother who is also kind of like me and doesn't disc golf all the time. So that was fun. Um, we were disc golfed out by the end of that as well, though. That was something else. Highlight number four, similar to the 100 burpees for time, was another physical attempt. And it was a, it was a 5K attempt. The story behind this is that one of the events at the CrossFit Games was a 5K. Every single division, in fact, ran a 5K. It's this thing that I think they're trying to implement into the games. They're trying to find one of the 12 to 15 events that can be done by every single division, whether it's the teenagers or the old people, the 65-year-olds or the elite division or the team division. And this year, it was a 5K. Every single person ran a 5K course, the back-end uh inside baseball drama of that is the course actually ended up only being a 4.5 K so the times were a little off which factors into this but they ran that on Saturday and uh, Saturday was a bit of a shorter day uh, it got over at just before five o'clock we had a dinner reservation at 6 45 and so we had time to go back to the hotel and kind of get off our feet or whatever but we had played disc golf that that morning and I was like damn Like I get inspired, motivated by these guys working out. And obviously I'm sort of close to their level relative to most people. So I start to think with each one of these events, how fast could I finish this? Or could I do this? Or what would I score on this? A 5K for somebody that's fit takes between, you know, 18 and 25 minutes to run, right? So I was like, hey, this is perfect. We've got, by the time we get back to the hotel, like an hour, Uh, of time to hang out. My workout for today is I'll go run the treadmill and I'm going to set it. I'm going to, there's actually a 5k button on it and I'm going to see how fast I can run this motherfucker. When I was training for a marathon or a half marathon, there were several days where I would do a three mile run, right? So on those three miles, knowing that that's basically the 5k distance to 0.1 short, I would see what I could run uh, occasionally for those three miles. The best I ever ran was, I believe, a twenty-two thirty-two or a twenty-two thirty. I could go back and look. And at one point, one of my goals was to specifically train for a five k and get it under twenty minutes. Um, these guys at the games. Now, keep in mind that it was actually a four point five k. So you, you know, when I divvied it up, you actually have to add about seventy seconds, seventy to eighty seconds on these guys' times but these guys were averaging somewhere in the 17 to 19 minute range um some of the best so you know you add time to that and they're averaging somewhere in the low 18s to the 20 minute range um which makes sense they're super fit that's a it's a great time uh i was inspired to try and and i was like i want to see if i can go sub 22 like let's see if i can run a sub 22 to run a sub 22 you essentially have to run a seven-minute per mile pace, um, and I actually think you have to run. I, I think it's right at seven minutes. Seven times three would be twenty-one, and then point one out of seven would be what? Seven times sixty is forty-four twenty. So forty-two. So a seven-minute mile per pace would be twenty-one. 21 42, if I'm not dumb as shit. I got on that bitch. We warmed up. Zach ran it with me. He ran a mile and a half of it with me. And uh I knew I wasn't gonna be able to start out at a seven minute mile pace. So I started out somewhere around seven and a half minutes, seven thirty-five. And my plan was to just slowly work it up to where I was going faster and faster, try and run the second mile in about a seven minute pace. And then try and run that last mile and really give it everything I had about a six thirty pace so that I could average it out to a seven minute pace and go sub 22. I only made it two miles. Um, I, I barely made it two miles. Uh, the pace outran me and I gave everything I had. I was drenched in sweat laying on the ground of the hotel gym and I loved it. Dude, it first of all, it felt so good. It feels great to exhaust yourself, exert your energy, give your best effort at something. Um, endorphins and all that. That's why I'm into fitness. It's why I love this shit. But just like being competitive next to my brother, we're in the fucking hotel gym at the CrossFit games. It was just such a, it was just, it was fun. Um, And competing with other people or certain times or standards is what I love to do. So that was highlight number four. Um, Highlight number three is that dinner reservation that I mentioned a minute ago. Um, There's not much to this one, but I think for most people, especially those who love steak, when you get to like indulge, you know it's it's like a once in a once every six months or once a year kind of dinner. That's what I like. You really enjoy that, and sure, you pay a fuckload of money for it. We had a dinner reservation at Johnny Delmonico's Steakhouse on the Square there in uh, in Madison. It was unbelievable. I ate a sixteen ounce ribeye with a bone marrow butter uh, top side of garlic mashed potatoes and then we got a s uh a table side of Wisconsin mac and cheese. Uh brothers both got fillets and we absolutely housed this steakhouse and it was it was mwah, chef's kiss. Just like unbelievable. It was Saturday night, so we basically had Sunday ahead of us. Um felt like I earned that steak because I literally ran at five K about an hour before we ate that. So um That steak dinner was incredible. Top three highlight comes in at number three. Wonderful. Highly recommend Johnny Delmonico's if you're in downtown Madison, Wisconsin. Highlight number two was, uh, and these are both CrossFit related. The final two as it feel, I feel it should be um, seeing the athletes in person that I have followed and seen for years. Right? So in the sport, in any sport, you look up to these guys as like giants, right? Especially in CrossFit when it's about lifting and fitness, like these guys are yoked. They look massive. They look bigger than life on TV, right? And in reality, in the sport of CrossFit, they're actually mostly my size. In fact, many of them are smaller than me. Um, 5'10", 200 pounds, that's probably like the average size. Maybe a little bit on the big side for an elite CrossFitter. So seeing these athletes and sort of humanizing them and getting, you know, like when you go to your favorite sports game, you're a fucking, uh, you know, you're a, I was going to say you're a green Bay Packer fan. You see Aaron Rodgers. he's over in New York. Now you see your professional athletes are the best at what they do in the sport, the best at something. It's like, damn, they're right there. Like we are in the same spot right now. They are a human. I'm experiencing this. Um, but to, to be around them, to see so many people in the CrossFit community that weren't necessarily competing at the games, but have competed in the past or are personalities at the games, or they're just famous within that kind of ecosystem it was really, really cool. Um, and like, it, again, it, it adds to the story. It adds to you following their journey or their fitness or their program or whatever. It's really, really cool to see all of those people. It was awesome. Um It also makes me feel like I belong too, because I look at them and I'm like, I kind of look like you. I'm just as big as you. I can do a lot of the things that you can do. And the number one experience was, I alluded to this as well, experiencing for four straight days, a community that is like-minded exactly to how I am. They, every single person there thought and behaved and goes about their life exactly like I do. And I don't get that, right? I am different and extreme in the health and fitness sense. I'm on the far end, right? Farther than you need to be. And I come off, so, and I, oftentimes I come off as, um, as a, like, I, like, I feel like I'm better than people because of that, right? Because I'm into health and fitness so much. Um, because I'm that far down the spectrum. In everyday life, again, walking, Waukee is probably one of the better places for it, but you go to the grocery store in here, walk, here in Waukee or down the, down in Clive or just anywhere in Des Moines, and you 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 source the uh, the demographic of the the grocery store or the local sporting event or the farmers market, and you're looking at a population that represents America. You know we're we're 70 percent overweight, 35 percent obese. No one's real concerned about how much how many calories they're eating or how their body performs or how they how they feel, how much sleep they got the last night, what their hydration looks like today, how much water they've had, uh, you know, what they're what they're able to do cardiovascularly, if they can lift weights or not, um, if they can squat or not. Like and I get it. But it's what I'm into. And so when you go to a place that has probably 40,000 attendees, unique attendees over the course of that weekend, uh, maybe 50,000 and they all, it's not a hundred percent. There are, there were, you know, you're one out of every 10 people. You are like, wow, you're really big. Like do you do CrossFit? Um, do you work out? But the thing is, is they do. They're at the beginning of their journey. That's some of the best part about CrossFit is they take people from the bad to the good. Every single person there is thinking like me. They're interested in the same stuff. They're nerding out about the events. They're counting their calories. Everybody wants the healthy food. The biggest thing there was the acai bowls, right? It's not the hot dogs. It's the acai bowls. Like, it's just, there's people there who are, they're watching the competition. They're inside the Coliseum and they're just hanging out with their shirt off and their gym bag and their gym shoes on. They're a spectator. They are me. They are my people. So it was really cool to hang out with people who were, You know, or hang around people in an environment in a community that is based on every single thing that I love. And I don't get any of that. And I don't even really get a taste of it because I work out in my garage. So I don't even get it at the local affiliate where I might get it for an hour a day, Uh, which is why we'll probably talk about this coming up soon. Uh, I at least have plans if my back ever decides to fucking get healthy of going in and actually working out at a gym three ish days a week here coming up um, in the mornings for my morning sessions. So we'll see, but that is my top 10 CrossFit game highlights from the weekend. I enjoyed it so much intrigued to see where it goes next. And and if I ever, and see if I ever get to maybe uh, visit again. Um, I had an unbelievable weekend. It's back to dad life now, back to working and, um, back to the snap podcast and everything we're doing here. So check out TKG Uh, Training program, com. Keep listening on Spotify. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, peace.